welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. In today's show, I am back after unfortunately having to miss last week's second episode uh, due to me getting really busy at the wrong time. I was unable to record the episode last week, so I do sincerely apologize for that. But I am back now, ready for episode 102, and there is a ton to talk about. We've got news today, reactions from the week eight fantasy action, and then uh, talking some week nine waiver wire, of course, today. And there are a lot of options on this week nine waiver wire. This is an interesting one, one of the more interesting ones we've seen in a while. And yeah, that will pretty much be the show. Um, If you enjoy the content, follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF if you are not already um follow the podcast at sgf pod uh the live sports talk show at sg sports talk you can tune in on youtube second and goal sports talk uh every tuesday from 6 p.m eastern um so yeah i mean it's gonna be exciting Uh, i'm excited to do that show today when this is releasing on tuesday and uh yeah i'm back ready to talk some fantasy so uh, yeah thank you all for tuning in all right so i guess let's get into it let's get started with some news Lots to talk about today. Number one piece of news for this week. Calvin Ridley is has announced he's stepping away from football indefinitely to focus on his mental health. I don't believe any time frame has been provided. That was not initially, at least. So uh, I haven't double checked, but I believe there is no time frame yet for his return. So obviously hoping for the best for him. Hope he can get right and potentially get back out there when he's ready. But this is this is a fantasy football show. This is going to have lots of impact on fantasy football. And number one, I mean, the Falcons pass catchers, I think the two main ones we're going to be talking about, there's going to be others, of course, Russell Gage and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has been having a great last few games. He has uh, been incredible, showing why he was drafted at number four overall. Back-to-back 100-yard games. Wasn't that great against the Panthers last week, but before that, back-to-back 100-yard games. And um, he is just a freak athlete. He's going to get more targets and he should be able to handle the workload. As for wide receivers, and I mean, I think you can expect this team to lean on the running game a little bit more with uh, Mike Davis and with Cordero Patterson uh, is, with the lack of weapons now with Calvin Ridley out. Um, but I think as well, Russell Gage is a guy that you have to take into consideration. Uh, he actually didn't get a catch last week. Um, he got shut out. So uh, the week before he was pretty good, but this elevates his floor a little bit and gives him a little bit more potential in the coming weeks. So he can be added, of course, in fantasy. Um, didn't actually double check to see how, what percentage he was rostered in, but he could be included in the waiver wire segment, uh, 14.6% of leagues. So actually, yeah, Russell Gage becomes a hot new ad for fantasy football. I'll throw him into the waiver wire section as well. But yeah, um, he gets an upgrade for sure. Next piece of news, Derrick Henry, the Iron Man. Derrick Henry is hurt out six to 10 weeks with a broken bone in his foot. He has been placed on IR. The Titans, this is a huge blow for the Titans. Terrible, terrible, terrible news for Derrick Henry, someone who has stayed relatively healthy throughout his career. Uh, No one thought this could happen. This was never, I mean, an injury. It's to Derrick Henry. He seems unshakable and uh, he seems like someone who would never, like, he would never get hurt and he really hasn't. But I mean, just bad luck for him, bad luck for the team. He'll be out for a while. 
this has major fantasy implications. And I think the one on many people's minds, the one who are rostering Derrick Henry is, do you still roster him? Because six to 10 weeks is an interesting timeline. The Titans said they expect Derrick Henry to return this season. Ian Rappaport with his tweets said it was a six to 10 week timeline. Six weeks was kind of stretching it is what he seemed to imply, but that eight weeks seemed to be more likely. He did not specifically mention the possibility that it was like a likelihood that it would be longer than eight weeks. And eight weeks means he's going to be getting back for what most people have in week 17, which is the fantasy championship. Six weeks would mean he could get back for the fantasy playoffs those three weeks as well. So he is worth a roster spot. Obviously, if you have IR in your league, throw him on there. I don't think you drop Derrick Henry just yet. I think there's a good chance, a good enough chance you get at least one game from him. And that's just so, so important. I mean, so unless you absolutely have to, if you don't have any roster space, say you're in like maybe an eight team league and you with limited roster spots and there are so many other guys sitting on the waiver wire that you kind of need. that's one thing. But I think in a standard 12 team league, you don't drop Derrick Henry yet. But, and it, it, I mean, if you have IR, that's obviously helpful for this situation. Um, I do apologize, by the way. I don't know if my chair squeaking is getting caught in the podcast, but I'm in a new spot and trying to like not make it squeak. Uh, hopefully I can get it to stop. Last piece of news, Mark Ingram has been traded to the Saints, reuniting with former backfield mate Alvin Kamara. Um, this doesn't mean too much. I mean, they're going to use Ingram to spell Kamara. Uh, he got six carries, two receptions against the Bucks, so he'll be pretty good and have the benefit of working behind uh, a superstar running back. Uh, but for the Texans doesn't mean much either. This game against the Rams for them was ugly. It'll get a little better with Tyrod Taylor back. But as of right now, we don't know. We thought it might be either David Johnson or Philip Lindsay. And then Rex Burkhead came out there and led the team in touches with seven, which I'm sure Chris is very happy about as the resident Rex Burkhead fan. Um, yeah. I mean, that's about it. I do want to talk about though, I actually had forgotten to mention this along with Derrick Henry, but along with the Derrick Henry injury, the Titans have signed my, my man himself. The, I don't know even know what I had him before he got released from the football team last year, something like RB 32. It is my man, Adrian Peterson getting on to the Titans. Um, this is exciting. I can't believe Adrian Peterson was unsigned for this long when guys like Devonte Freeman and Le'Veon Bell were getting signed I still think he's really underrated, as of course you would expect from me. I think there's a chance for borderline RB2 production here as he's there over the next six to 10 weeks. And uh, I guess I kind of already got into the waiver wire part. He is my number one waiver wire pickup for this week. So, yeah, I mean, make sure you add Adrian Peterson. He is effective between the tackles. Tennessee can block for him. Um, he's been solid over the last few years. He can pile up some yards and get some touchdowns and they'll need a guy in the running game. I expect him to take over from Jeremy Nichols pretty quick as soon as he learns the playbook. So I guess that is it. Really excited for Adrian Peterson. Uh, let's get in underrated again. Um, I mean, obviously not as like a, as a, in his career as a whole, but as of right now in fantasy football, very underrated. I would recommend spending a lot of fab on him. This is going to be one of the best opportunities, maybe the best opportunity to get a long-term replacement running back on the waiver wire. So go spend fab, go get him. Let's move into reactions. All right, let's start out with the quarterback position. The number one quarterback on the week was Josh Allen running for 55 yards and a touchdown along with 249 and two through the air against Miami. Jimmy Garoppolo, the number two quarterback on the week, 322 yards, 
Uh, and he ran for two touchdowns as well on the ground. Got a two-point conversion as well. Number three quarterback, the first to pass for 400 yards and three touchdowns in his first career NFL start, Mike White for the Jets, replacing Zach Wilson. That was unbelievable. I think also a bit of a fluke, but uh, no need to pick up Mike White in fantasy as of yet. But, I mean, my goodness, that was a crazy game against Cincinnati, and the Jets were able to win. Number four quarterback, Justin Fields, 103 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground, showing that, I mean, even with sometimes inconsistent passing work, his rushing upside and his electricity on the ground is can carry him to big fantasy weeks. Uh, Tom Brady, the quarterback five, Matthew Stafford, quarterback six, Geno Smith, the quarterback seven, and uh, Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback eight. Um, Busts at the quarterback position, looking through that right now. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Surprisingly, the Eagles put up 44 points, but Jalen Hurts did not do much at the quarterback position. He got taken out for Gardner Minshew pretty early, earlier than what fantasy managers would have liked. Baker Mayfield didn't get in the end zone at all. Kyler Murray threw two picks. He was struggled against uh, the Packers. And Patrick Mahomes, I guess, well, oh, wait, no, it's Monday Night Football. I'm looking at this one right as it's going on. And Patrick Mahomes' score doesn't look too good yet, but I mean, who knows? You guys know what happened, but maybe maybe he actually did bust. But, I mean, he's already thrown for a touchdown. He has, like, 5.42 as I'm talking about this. So, I don't know. I don't know how he ends up doing. All right. Let's move on to running back. The RB1 on the week, Michael Carter. And I was wrong. I was wrong about the Jets' backfield. It was not Tevin Coleman who was the number one. It's not Tevin Coleman who was the number two. That's Ty Johnson who is also worth potentially a pickup in fantasy if he's available in your league, which he probably is. I mean, he's getting some work in the receiving game. Uh, Michael Carter, 77 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Nine receptions for 95 yards in the receiving game, which is – he was far and away the RB1 on this week, by the way. I mean, I'm looking at full PPR rankings, but even in half PPR, he still would have been there, I believe. The RB2, funnily enough, in the same game, it was Joe Mixon getting two touchdowns. Austin Eckler with six catches, getting the RB3. Then we had Aaron Jones. Daryl Henderson exceeding expectations once again. Also a guy overfaded in preseason. I mean, he's actually been pretty good. Had a nice matchup against Houston, but got two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, also pretty good. Elijah Mitchell with 137 yards and a touchdown. And then Ty Johnson, five for 71 and a score through the air. Melvin Gordon picked up a couple of touchdowns as well. Moving on, um, I mean, I guess we got to do running back busts, though, first. For this week, I mean, James Robinson got hurt in the middle of this one. I'll talk about Carlos Hyde a little later. Derrick Henry wasn't even doing much. 28 carries for 68 yards in that game. He actually ended up finishing that game before they found out the full extent of his injury. Leonard Fournette didn't do much against the Saints. Didn't really get a chance to get involved with the Bucks down for a lot of it. 43 yards in this one. Um, Dalvin Cook didn't score a touchdown, so he wasn't too great. Same with Nick Chubb. All right. Moving on to wide receivers. The wide receiver one on the week is A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown is back. Um, he was an, a, a great trade target for a few weeks ago. If you had not, if you were looking for a trade target, A.J. Brown was one. He was always bound to get back to his elite production, and now he is back there. Um, that reminds me that I got to remember to talk about trade talk on Thursday's show or do a trade talk on Thursday's show for week nine. Uh, Cause I mean, I kind of keep forgetting that that segment exists, but yeah, I'm putting a reminder right now. So on Thursday, you will hear some buy lows and sell highs uh, of mine that I have. So yeah, I mean, but AJ Brown was worth a buy. 
and uh, now he is going off. It's too late to get him um, for cheap. Michael Pittman, the wide receiver two on the year, one of Chris's big breakout picks for this year, is starting to really, really work out. Ten receptions for 86 yards, two touchdowns. A pat on the back for Chris for that one. Chris Godwin, eight for 140 and one. He's great. Same with Amari Cooper, who produced even with Cooper Rush at quarterback. That was impressive. Tyler Lockett getting his big blow-up game right when everyone had benched him. Guys, I never said Tyler Lockett was going to finish as low as where I had him ranked, which is like borderline top 36 receiver. But the fact that he is this inconsistent means that you're not going to be able to start him. You're not going to be able to trust him and start him for all of those big weeks. And even if you did, even if you left Tyler Lockett in the lineup and you're like, this is the way it is, I'm starting Tyler Lockett at all times. You had to live through all those terrible games. Let's look at Tyler Lockett's game log before this one. Two receptions for 12 yards, two receptions for 35 yards, five receptions for 57 yards, four receptions for 24 yards, four receptions for 31 yards. No touchdowns in any. Does that look like a receiver you'd like to have on your fantasy team? It does not. He has had three great games this year. You probably started him for the first two. But, I mean, after a five straight weeks, who was really starting Tyler Lockett? For the 12 for 142 with Geno Smith still playing. I, I mean, it, it's just, ugh, he's so overrated in fantasy. He's a great receiver, but overrated in fantasy. Cooper Cup continuing to make noise at wide receiver six. Debo Samuel, six for 171. He is having a great year this year. DK Metcalf got a couple touchdowns as well. Cole Beasley, 10 receptions for under 10 yards was the wide receiver nine. And Robert Woods got a couple of touchdowns as well. So yeah, impressive game from a lot of wide receivers here. Uh, as for bust weeks, Justin Jefferson, two receptions for 21 yards. Mike Williams, it's really fallen off. He's a little bit inconsistent now. Two receptions for 19 yards. I mean, it makes sense that he's not keeping up that historic like pace from the beginning of the year. But um, now three of the last four games have really been bust weeks for Mike Williams. I think he can still, I mean, it's a lot of it might be due to the struggles of Justin Herbert. And I think in good matchups, he's a great play, but he's now more boomer bust. You got to kind of roll the dice if you're going to play him now. Um, I mean, if you sold high on Mike Williams, that's looking pretty good right now. Terry McLaurin oh, didn't really do much, was locked up again. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just when defense is key on Terry McLaurin, he is so good, but even he with bad quarterback play can't totally dominate, and he struggled in this one. Um, also, DeAndre Hopkins, I believe, did not have too good of a game either, uh, finishing as like the wide receiver 50 in full PPR. Tight end one on the week, TJ Hawkinson, 10 receptions for 89 yards. Dan Arnold was the tight end two uh, for Jacksonville. Wow. Eight receptions for 68 yards. I hadn't even seen that. Pat Fryermuth, four receptions for 44 yards and an incredible touchdown catch was the tight end three. Dallas Goddard doing well as the tight end four. Um, Brevin Jordan, Jesse James, Jeff Swain all got in the end zone. Don't really need to worry about that. Oh, tight ends are weird and fluky and inconsistent, and a lot of them break out and then never do anything again. Okay, uh, that's it for reactions. Let's do some waiver wire. These guys are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. Number one, Adrian Peterson. Already talked about him. He is going to get a good workload over the next few weeks. I think Jeremy McNichols may be involved more on passing downs, but uh, I mean, even so, Adrian Peterson is going to get a lot of touches. So he is worth adding for sure. You need to spend a lot of fab on him. Carlos Hyde, James Robinson is currently day-to-day with an injury. That means Carlos Hyde is worth rostering because Urban Meyer has shown that he is prone to using Carlos Hyde more than James Robinson's fantasy managers maybe would like. Uh, 
Number three, number four, they go together. Boston Scott and Jordan Howard each got 12 carries last week. Uh, the Eagles running backs had like something like four or five touchdowns in this one. So they both had like good weeks. But I mean, it, it's, it's, they scored 44 points. This isn't going to happen every week. And Kenneth Gainwell is probably going to get more work in the future. So you can't trust any of these guys right now to plug in your lineup. I would say Boston Scott and Jordan Howard are pretty even for me in terms of value. Um, and then Kenneth Gainwell as well. Make sure he's rostered. But I mean, it's it, it, take a wait and see approach on all of them. I mean, get Jeremy McNichols because he is the um, the guy who knows the system. If they sit Peterson, say maybe Peterson's inactive next Sunday. He doesn't know the playbook well enough yet. Uh, Jeremy McNichols could be very good for a week. So go get him. Russell Gage, of course, we talked about. And then he, he pops up on here every single week. A.J. Green is having quietly a pretty good season for the Cardinals, despite not turning around for that pass. He has scored um, at least eight fantasy points in five of the last seven, 7.5 fantasy points in six of the last seven or more, and four double-digit games in there. Getting some good targets. He now has um, 43 of those on the season through eight weeks, so not too bad for A.J. Green, and then three touchdowns as well. So he's getting some work. Just can be a little bit inconsistent with all those weapons in the Cardinals offense. All right, that is it for the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod. Second goal fantasy at gmail.com is the email. Uh, we'll have trade talk this Thursday for episode 103, I promise. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll see you next time.